0: Welcome to Age of Reason. This show promotes positive atheism, knowledge, and common sense. This is our Christmas special. I was going to use some Christmas music, but everyone's probably sick of it by now already. In this episode, we ask each other a series of questions. Feel free to give us your own answers in the comments section. Enjoy the show! Today is December 25th, so, uh, well, Christmas Day or winter solstice or whatever, whatever you prefer, really. I'm your host, JC, and today I'm joined by a whole group of people, as you can see. So Jeremy from the Japan Atheist Society, Angel, and Minako coming back after one year of absence, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So busy at work?
1: Yeah, um, kind of.
0: All right, cool, cool. Uh, So today mostly we're going to do a show about questions and answers. Uh, but we're also going to start with a conversation about uh, a Wiccan, actually. And uh, later we finish up with a kind of very heavy uh, case study of whether Jesus or, and his disciples existed or not. So, bear with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few announcements I have to make very quickly. First of all, my documentary has been out. Uh, many people really like it. Uh, I'm trying to set it up on Facebook so people can actually order directly from my page instead of this complicated thing I had before, so that's coming. Uh, I'm also starting a GoFundMe and Patreon campaign, so again, I'm not forcing anybody to give us money, it's just basically to improve the show, to get better cameras, so we can actually have three same cameras, not different cameras. Uh, If you can, please support us, but again, no obligation whatsoever. So we're going to start with a conversation. Um, so this is a chat I had with somebody I knew on Facebook. I knew on Facebook, very important point, because after this conversation was unfriended very quickly. <laughs> so this is somebody I knew uh, back in Canada, sort of online, and she's a Wiccan. So I don't know anything about Wiccanism or even... even yeah, that. I know absolutely 0% about Wiccanism.
2: Well, Wicca, but... Um Actually, I used to be a former Wiccan for about uh, six or seven years, so I can probably answer any questions. But actually, from looking at her stuff, I didn't even believe what she believes in. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I just want to make sure that, well, first of all, she has issues, okay? This is a person with serious issues. She has depression, I- extreme anxiety. So it's not a person like in the right state of mind. But on top of that, it's mixed with this... Uh, superstition basically which makes it absolutely batshit insane and so even though this is about a Wiccan this conversation can apply very well to to any Christian out there or uh, Muslim out there so basically we're gonna do that and well you'll see what,
3: what well as you mentioned you know she has her problems that they're gonna be blatantly clear to us but we've talked about it before religions go after people like that They go after people who, who, you know, they don't ever go after the guy who's incredibly happy, who just won the lottery, you know, who's feeling great and top of the world. They go after the guy who feels like, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I'm not the best person out there. Maybe I want to kill myself or maybe I have a drug problem and I'm trying to get over alcoholism. You know, they have deep seated personal issues. Those are the people that get attacked by religions, any religion, not just Wicca in this case, but it, it could be Christianity. It could be Jehovah's Witnesses or crazy ass Mormons, you know, anything.
2: And actually, just because of the social culture in America, it's automatic that people grow up with the um, preconception that if you're having problems, you should turn to religion.
3: Good point. Yeah, very good point. You know, and I, I encourage people, you know, if you're having problems, personal problems, seek help. Go out there, you know, find find a a, psycho- a psychiatrist. Talk to them. You know, maybe you need to be medicated. You know, maybe you need to speak to a doctor. Don't talk to somebody who graduated from Liberty University <laughs> online college and you know who wants to sell you a uh, um, Jesus juice in in a in a, a two thousand year old Bronze Age magic book. Yeah, look out for those guys. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, let's
2: get going. All right, I'll try my best to uh, to. <laughs> So I can, so I, I so I I can understand
3: doing. what's happening here. What, what's happening? She's going to be playing the part of... So, yeah, this, she, this
0: girl. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I'm myself. Right? Okay. All right. Okay. So I understand. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead.
2: All right. Um, can you send my friend some healing energy?
0: Okay. I just sent question marks.
2: <laughs> my friend from the States went into surgery and they punctured her lung and it collapsed. She nearly died.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear there were complications in your friend's surgery, but you know I don't believe in woo.
2: Woo, it's just sending healing energy.
0: And that's not the same how? What's woo? Well, woo is uh, pretty much anything supernatural.
2: It's energy work, nothing supernatural, spiritual yes, supernatural no.
0: Well, you know I don't believe in either. No proof or evidence of it working.
2: Energy is what makes us us, which you can actually feel it around you, wherever you go, so how is energy not a part of reality?
0: Well, the thing is, like, you convinced yourself and therefore it's impossible to break your bias. Yes, there is energy, such as nuclear energy, wind energy, etc. But no spiritual energy, though. Sorry, but I just don't accept magic as answer to anything.
2: It doesn't have to be part of magic, and I didn't convince myself of anything. It's common knowledge that we have energy. You sound like the people you're saying are nuts and religious extremists.
0: Common knowledge? Wow, I must have missed that peer-reviewed paper. No, I'm a full-fledged atheist, and I don't believe in anything that has no evidence.
2: Everything around us has energy. You're always sending it out. Explain how we have no energy. Show me a book, show me an article.
0: Oh, come on. You can't prove a negative. Yes, you can. Oh, please.
2: Show me proof, actual scientific backing, and I'll believe you.
0: Well, the burden of proof is always on the person making the claim.
2: See, you got zero written proof, so you're spewing it as much as the people you claim to hate.
0: Well, because the burden of proof is on the one making a supernatural claim.
2: Wow, do you know how idiotic you're sounding right now?
0: Ah, at hominem attacks. You're just like any other Christian out there.
2: How is it a supernatural claim? How is energy anything to do with fucking gods and demons? Yes, I am, of course, even though I'm pagan and gave a deep connection to everything around me, and can differentiate spirituality with energy. Thank you for making that clear. I never knew I was a Christian, thanks. I'll go get converted right now and pray to the Lord for penance. Now, O oh Holy Father, please pray for this poor false, uh, fool's soul and send energy to him through religion and voodoo, and please give mercy on him. See, you got nothing because you know I'm right. There's no proof backing. There's no energy without it. The universe never would have created. Try to disprove that.
0: Energy in the universe, yes. Forces of gravity, nuclear fission, etc. Who's arguing against those? What you're claiming is that spiritual energy is real.
2: Without energy, you wouldn't be able to move muscles. You wouldn't be able to give movement or pick simple things up. We wouldn't have food. The world around us never would have been created.
0: Well, yes, and none of those are spiritual.
2: It can be spiritual.
0: It can be, but it's not. Magic can be real, but it's not.
2: Like when I ground myself, I ask the earth below me to take my energy and ground it. That's spiritual energy.
0: <laughs> you see, that's, that's when it gets batshit crazy. So,
3: I want to watch her ground herself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> okay, so now you're claiming to be talking to the earth. And I also gave her an article that proving the negative is impossible. And I also said every doctor would disagree with your assumption. Not mine. Well, (laughs) sure, there are doctors out there that believe homeopathy works. Uh, It's not uh, that different from claiming to talk to a man in the sky.
2: I do, and hear her too, and know that I'm capable of magic and energy, and both are completely different. (laughs) I talk to many people in the sky they're called my family who passed anyway this is a one-sided conversation clearly you will not send my friend energy she nearly died so thanks for that i needed a lecture and tried to persuade me and force your beliefs on me so thanks
0: for that honey well actually you're the one who's forcing your beliefs on me go back to the very start you are the one who asked for woo solutions absence of belief is not a belief
2: Hear of sarcasm? Hear of reaching to people to send out energy to someone in need? Would your friend or relative not try and reach out to her friends who do energy work? I guess not. You would have probably let them bleed out. Which sounds sick, but that sounds like the type of people you are.
0: At least I'm not delusional. I rely on modern medicine, thank you. Energy is the same as prayer. It doesn't work, never did, never will.
2: Yeah, because medicine cures everything.
0: Well, medicine will cure eventually, everything eventually. It already cures a hell of a lot.
2: Yes, I'm delusional and proud to be. I know. I'm glad I'm delusional and not a prick. And depending on medicine for a cough... Me delusional, yeah. I'm the delusional one, all right.
0: And and that's that's when I decided to do something else with my time. Uh, so, again, this so this is, was... Well, we can just shove it on, on the floor somewhere. Uh, again, so here's the situation. So one of her friends was in a hospital, right? There was a kind of medical, um, accident, I guess, let's say. And so this person came to me asking for this spiritual solutions. And that's just, that's not going to help her. I give
3: spiritual solutions, but not for free. Um, <laughs> you got to send me a hundred dollars. I take PayPal and it's a hundred dollars and it's guaranteed to work. Just, you know, takes time and also medicine and doctors.
0: Yeah, yeah. But send me a hundred dollars, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I understand the 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 argument, though. So she she gets upset eventually because while well, she came to uh, you know seek comfort and stuff, and I agree, I didn't give her any. But again, I. I deal with truth, I deal with reality, and what she's asking for is in the realm of supernatural, so I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to play that game.
3: Well, she was also playing a word game, she used the word energy, and energy in this basic form is the ability to do work. Right? right? So we all have the ability to do work. I mean, we eat food, we process that, calories burn, and, you know, that becomes energy so we can, we can do work. Energy is not something that's just, like, floating around. Mm-hmm. They try to use it in a spiritual sense, like yes. you were saying. Yes. She's trying to say it's it's something that's just floating around all around us. Uh, energy is floating around all around us, but not the way you you're, she's saying it, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit ridiculous what she was saying.
2: Yeah. There's really no spirit, And, well, I'm glad that you brought up the point that prayer is the same as the energy work because it really that's exactly what it is there are you know if Christians sure say oh close. sorry so for example let's say um, someone gets into a car accident their family is Christian they're gonna try to pray for that person to get better to them that's the same thing as you know some Wiccans trying to send some good energy to someone who needs it which of course neither has been proven to work it doesn't because there's no There's no purpose for it. Yes.
3: However, in either case, the person that was injured in in an accident, it goes where? They go to a hospital. They don't go to a a Wiccan center. I don't know what a a Wiccan center is, but... Don't they don't. One. They don't go to the forest. And they, they don't go. They don't go looking for you know under under trees and bushes looking for magic r- mushrooms. They go to the hospital and they, right. And they immediately give a painkiller. Immediately seen by a, a trained physician.
2: Definitely in all cases, whether they're Christian or Wiccan or anything else. Like for example, um, a lot of Wiccans like having different types of rock, like amethyst and and you know the uh precious stones or something like that that they believe oh you know carry this around this is for money or this is for health or something like that or you know do this um this spell and this ritual to try to increase you know the the goodness in your life uh but when it comes to serious injury you don't fall back to your religion you immediately go to the hospital as you said or in the cases of especially there were uh three different cases this past year of kids dying because, or at least the trial coming to light about these kids dying because the Christian parents prayed instead of taking the kids to the hospital like they should have. And of course, all, all of the kids died. You know
3: what hospitals don't have? Faith healers. Yes. Yeah, they have trained physicians, you know, they, they have people who, know, who actually spent years and years and years studying and doing labs and, you know, reading, reading the most latest articles and latest technologies, and, and when people go there and then they, they get better, all of a sudden they get better, and they go, thank God I got better. Well, how about you think Dr. So-and-so for getting you better, because he or she spent years, you know, practicing their, their, you know, their skills and also, you know, reading and studying and giving up on social, you know, dating and going to parties like everybody else, you know. They spent actually years doing it. so why don't you tell them thank you?
0: Well, we have a doctor right there, so... There you go. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A while ago, I came across this picture, the atheist agenda, and among other things, it includes eating babies or Skyping with Satan, listening to metal music. I think atheism is often misunderstood, and many religious people believe that all that atheists are doing from morning to night is thinking about religion, this is why I wanted a Q&A session on this episode, so we can ask each other a series of very random questions about all kinds of topics. I asked uh, each host to come up with questions, but so there was a bit of a trick here. I, I told them to not tell each other the questions. So I wanted to be kind of on the spot, on the fly, so we can, we can think about it right away. Uh, so I said at least five questions, some of us has, have more, some less. Uh, well, why, why don't I start, and then we can just kind of go go in a circle. Okay. Uh, my first question is uh, is a technological question, actually. So, how far do you think the development of artificial intelligence should go? So, in in my opinion, of course, I think it should go as far as it can. Uh, why not? Why why would you limit it? But obviously, you guys probably have some different opinions. So, Jeremy.
3: Well, I mean. Eventually, you know, we, we read in science fiction how, you know, how the robots will eventually become sentient creatures, right? Um, it's an interesting thought. I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime, but it's interesting. And I, and I think, you know, we should keep expanding as far as we can because we use artificial intelligence uh, for, for many things. You know, they, they, can, they can go into, like, environments that humans can't go into. Like, you could send an, an artificially intelligent robot into a nuclear reactor to seal it or something, and then you don't risk human lives. Do I see any any downfalls to that, or any any negative aspects to it? Um, Of course, your your brain goes wild and you think, okay, what if they become sentient and and pick up guns and attack us? You know, that's there's a couple things there. There's guns, and you know the whole thing about building a safe a a safety word or a safety net. But um, I I think that, like you said, it should keep going as far as it can, and and we should never we should never slow down.
0: No, me not go away. Any comments?
1: As, do, as a doctor, to avoid human error, um, AI should be developed to s- prevent prevent us to do some mistakes.
0: But it's interesting actually because in medicine, uh, the there are machines being developed, right, for surgery. Yeah. But they still have to be operated by yeah, human yeah. beings. Yeah, So mm, yeah, that's true. So it's not really AI. It's just yeah. kind of it's just a machine that doesn't shake. A- augmented. Yeah. Uh, humans augmented, augmented with machines. Yeah. But I, I agree. I mean, she's got a
3: good point. I mean, if, if you could put somebody in, 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 a, in a machine and say, give them an appendectomy, and it does it perfectly each time, you know, that, that's great. But um, I think, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but I think probably just the way human bodies are, maybe the appendix is not always in the exact same spot. It might be an inch up or an inch lower, or an inch to the right, inch to the left. It would have to be able to adapt to those conditions.
2: actually I was thinking about the google car for a minute um which i think is the or yeah the google map car i think it used to be self driving but then it got into some accidents and now they have to be driven uh, no i think no.
0: that it, i think it was pulled over cuz it was just speeding by 1 kilometer oh. over uh, per hour that's all so actually that's um, how it starts yeah
2: yeah i think you really need the the human uh touch or the human presence because to to always rely on machines i mean they they can make mistakes because as a human you're you know you can see situations that they can't mm-hmm. they're on the programming side but you need a a a human you know who can use logical reasoning to fix problems that the machine wouldn't be able to and then for me i think artificial intelligence should be advanced as far as we can get it without being detrimental to the human race and uh, actually an example I would think of even though it's very old is when the assembly line was created and we started making cars using machines instead of by hands well now all these cars are mainly made by machines and a lot of people lost their jobs you know when you call a service center you get patched through to an automated machine the people who used to answer those phone calls they got their jobs taken away and so while I definitely believe we should advance artificial intelligence it shouldn't be to the detriment of people um being replaced who need to make money and and need to make a living
0: yeah that's fair all right who wants to go next
2: okay um sorry i wrote down my questions on my phone um i'm curious about what age or time in your life you're aware of being or becoming very skeptical of religion
3: all right i'll take that one um, for me, I was about 13, I guess, and my parents used to force us to go to church. We had to go to church with them. Uh, for us, it was every Saturday because we were SDA. So, yeah. Um, and and it, when I started asking questions, they started getting angry, the people at the, at the church. And I started asking myself, you know, my teachers say that there's no such thing as a dumb question. And, you know, in, in school they say that. But when you ask questions here, they get angry and they say, oh, well, well, you should pray about that. And I'm like, that's not really an answer, is it? You know, they kept avoiding giving me... Answers and then some of the things they were just saying were just completely stupid, you know, like uh, like uh, the resurrection and people coming back from the dead, which there's no, there's no, there's no cases of that ever happening ever. And um, you know, and I was just raising my hand and they would have, they would just intentionally ignore me. So I guess to answer your question quickly, around thirteen.
0: Uh, in in my case, my family was not religious. I mean, they perhaps are more spiritual actually, which is equally worrying for me, but. No, I mean for, for me, I I think I was always atheist. I and I, I never was uh, indoctrinated or anything like that. So yeah, from from birth, I guess.
1: <laughs> me, uh, I'm I'm Japanese and kind of agnostic atheist, and I don't have any god. But as as a Japanese, we appreciate in anything in nature, like trees, mountains, sun, sunshine, or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. Religious, I guess, but he doesn't like it. For example, <laughs> for example, ha, before having a meal, I, I said, "Itadakimasu." Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of um, thank you uh, to give a, to give me your life, like meat, fish, vegetables. Mm-hmm. So, itadakimasu. He said, "You, you should be atheist not <laughs> to do that." Every time he said. But for me, it's, <laughs> for me, it's it's just custom.
0: Now you make me look like the bad guy. Oh, man! alone.
2: I think a certain level of spirituality can be okay as long as it's it does. I think the big difference between religion and spirituality is religion really can kill people's minds and turn them into characters that they wouldn't otherwise be. Versus spirituality, for example, like that's, that's a perfect example. example. And actually why I used to be Wiccan myself is because, uh, you know, I really love the earth and I love, I love nature. And so for me, that was the only reason I, I considered myself part of that group. I never believed in any of the, uh, you know, any gods or anything or even any of the spiritual energy stuff so much. But I like, I think people have their own way of showing appreciation to the earth. And it's just something to give you peace. And it's not like you're worshiping the earth, really, but, I mean, to me, that's not really a bad thing because the earth is what uh, we live on, so and how and we sustain ourselves.
0: And it's real. Yeah, and it's real. <laughs> <Tangible>. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah. Exactly. So I
2: can totally actually understand people who are like sun worshipers and, and the uh, you know earth worshipers, hey, it's, that's cool with me, and you know they don't have any doctrine or anything that they're trying to brainwash you with.
3: So my question is, um, what would it take for you to become a religious person? What would it take for you to believe in a religious in a religion
0: i'll take that first i guess but I, I think for me it's just evidence if if somebody can actually provide any any evidence any, any testable evidence that that can be repeated in experiments well then okay if you can prove to me there's a god and we can somehow test he exists and somehow affect something well then then sure i am certainly not going to believe just because of of the bible i mean that's just ridiculous and that's not evidence of anything that's just a circle of reasoning the bible itself it just reinforces itself so that's my answer
3: how about yourself
2: um so actually i have experience with this um I, i did become religious at one point in my life not uh you know i wasn't the wiccan thing after a while wasn't really working for me but i was a teenager so it's like you know i probably wasn't taking it too seriously either so uh Actually, what happened with me, this was after 9-11, and of course, all you heard about on the news was Islam and, you know, just everywhere on the news. At the time, I was like 17. Uh, I was extremely depressed. I was kind of suicidal. I I hated my life to every point. And so I think, as you said before, you know, religion tries to reach out to those people who are down low, and I got hooked, so to speak. And it was, and uh, so I became a practicing Muslim some months later and uh, you know despite the uh, harsh climate and then the uh, physical and mental abuse I had to deal with afterwards but I don't regret any of it because it was a huge learning experience for me um, so I spent about three years doing that and what got me out of it was I allowed myself to question of course for a while I was afraid because by then I had convinced myself God has to be real because the only logic that I had back then was hey all these people believe in God you know we can't, most of us can't be wrong, so he must exist. Well, now, of course, I realized the logical fallacy in that. And so uh, one day I just, I, I stopped like straight up and just like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is bullshit. There's so much violence in the Quran. Um, you know, the harsher parts want to forbid things like art and music and these wonderful things. And what got me to stop was there's no way that any God would have created us with all these passions and all this uh, this powerful thinking ability, and then not allow us to use it. That, that was the basic Did
3: you have to wear a burqa?
2: No, but actually, I, I did wear a scarf, uh, the hijab, and then for a while, I also wore the niqab, which is the the face veil, And I did that on my own. And actually, it made me feel very protected. I loved wearing it. I actually did have a burqa from Afghanistan that was a gift from someone. I only wore it once. And then, uh, unfortunately, I lost it. I kind of I wish I still had it. But yeah, so that was uh, an extremely intense experience in my life. And again, I don't regret it, because I feel not only did I teach other people around me in my small town that, hey, there are different people out there, you know, and trying to very subtly teach them acceptance of other ways. But also, now I understand what it is like from the religious point of view.
0: Yeah. And also, just be, well, be, before you answer, just want to jump in there very quickly because that's a very good point, actually. And that's a point that most Americans forget a lot of times. I think only 30% of Americans have passports. That means that only 30% of people can, can travel abroad. But whether they do or not, we don't know. What We don't know what to do with those passports. So let's remove, like, let's say 10% from that, so that means only 20%, one-fifth of the country actually travels abroad. That's, that's pretty sad. I mean, if you, mm. if you just live inside your country and inside your comfort zone and you don't experience anything else, how can you possibly claim to understand the world and make foreign policy based on lack of knowledge, basically? So, well, that's my kind of two cents on that. But so how about you? What, what would make you religious? That was the question.
1: I was born as a Catholic and my Christian name is Elizabeth, oh. it's funny. And my family had so many religions because my grandma, grandparents believed in Shinto and Buddhism, and my parents were Christian. So I got confused when I was a child. So And then my conclusion was there's no God, but kind of just um, appreciate, appreciating everything. We, I need. So, I for me, there's nothing like that to make me believe, make me religious, Okay. I guess.
3: Interesting.
2: Oh, I was just going to say knowledge is definitely power, because uh, I just learned something about Japan that I didn't know, but uh, I kind of subtly saw hints of it, and I watched a half-hour special the other day about how a lot of uh, uh, Buddhist figures and other gods came from India, and there are lots of shrines in Japan right now that are dedicated to Indian gods. So I thought that was that was pretty cool.
3: Yes, the whole Silk Road thing, right? A, yes. a lot of things came from that from that era- area. Yes. Yeah.
1: If you could live in another country, which country would would it would it be, and why? Except Japan
0: and America for us, right? So oh. obviously, well, why don't you go first?
3: Okay, if I could live in another country, I mean. Obviously, I, I can live in any country. I, I feel like feel like you know. So I mean, it's just a matter of getting my passport and going. But um, if if I could live in another country, I, I would choose probably. I think Australia. I mean, I've been to Australia many times, and I like it there. I like the culture. The food is fantastic. The wine's fantastic. And I'm more of of um, a beach type person. I like. I live now close to the beach. I like uh, you know. I like the ocean and stuff like that. And I think Australia culture is very very slanted in that in that direction so the, a lot of the people are out there like that so i think i would fit in well
0: yeah well i i would actually say something very close to you but new zealand i think it's uh it's just very kind of you know fresh air and very open open territory I, i'm not so sure about the people because i don't really know any kiwis but um uh, i don't know it's, it's just uh you know a lot of the rings was set there it looks very nice kind of i at first i thought it was the alps but I think some parts were actually the Swiss Alps, but then they, they mixed it later with actually New Zealand.
3: I never watched that shit in that movie. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wow.
0: But, yeah, so probably New Zealand, I would say, yeah.
2: New Zealand's a good choice. Uh, right now, actually, I'm very set on going to England, especially if we get a Republican president next. Um, I, I don't even want to live there, any you know, in America anymore, uh, unless I would go to Seattle, but... Uh, England would be my first choice, and then Finland would be my next choice, because to me they're known for their heavy metal music, so. (laughs)
3: Excellent. (laughs) So, yeah.
2: Those would be my top two choices, and, uh, you know, Finland is also extremely liberal and not very religious at all, so, and they don't piss anybody off, so, yeah, I'd say it's a pretty safe place to go. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and by the way, so you mentioned the Republicans, man, what a choice. I mean, what a crappy, crappy field they got. I mean, if any of them really becomes president, America is screwed big time.
3: Can you just imagine, like, looking at, like, Ted Cruz? Oh, God. I, his, he's got, like, a punch-me face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. As soon as you see him, he's like, oh! I just want <laughs> to punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or Trump, the big bigot and racist. I mean, come on, yeah. it's just horrible. How about you? So, so
1: as you said, um, the American people that only thirty per- percent of people having passport.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: I'm I'm the one didn't have passport, so I just visited um, Guam and Thailand only in my life mm. before I, I I got married, so. All I know is only Japan. Hmm. So very, what can I say? Mm, I, uh, I'm so very, what can I say? Like very a sheltered, very, I guess? Sheltered yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm so scared to go out. So, but I just, just visiting. I want to visit Russia mm. because because of him.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would st- I would say I would say stay out of there. But okay, <laughs> I mean at least for now. I mean, anyway, all right. Let's keep going. So my next uh, it's back to me. I think so. My next question is. Okay, it's kind of a religious question this time. So if religious if religions do fall, let's say like you know all of them are gone, do you think the world would be a, a paradise like some atheists claim? and well my my answer is actually no i i think religion does harm yes but it's just like one element of harm i think there's many many other layers that can cause harm even without uh, the need of religion and people people do bad shit that's just all people do bad stuff
3: oh, i tend to agree with you um i think Rather than just focusing on all religions falling or something like that, first thing we have to do to fix the world, as the way I see it, is we have to get rid of the losers. We have to start with the people who have nothing and build them up to where they can support themselves. I mean, there should be free education all the way up to, through, through the bachelor's level. There's no reason that you should have anyone who, who can't complete college. You should give everyone the opportunity to at least go to, to bachelor's level. And then, you know, that alone would help religion fall because people would start learning to critical think, you know, critical critical thinking skills and start learning how to how to ask questions. Um, next thing you should do is um, provide everyone with uh, with medical care. Uh, Japan has a great medical system. I mean, I have no complaints here. If I get sick, I go to the doctor and I don't have to worry about losing like my entire year's income, you know, because I got got sick. So I think those two things alone would definitely help improve the world. And I think adding those in uh, at a certain point, religion would have to at least decline, Mm -hmm. decline more.
0: Yeah, and just to add to your, your point, actually, you, you said about bringing people out of poverty. That's a very important key point to climate change. We cannot really address climate change without bringing people out of poverty and without changing their technologies and stuff like that. So if they can't afford it, well, then they're going to use dirty, dirty coal or something like that, right? Which, True. Is, which is why I'm pissed off, actually. That, that's, most people don't get it, I think. Right now, we have a very, very low price of oil. Which is, of course, great for people who drive cars, but it's terrible news for climate change because all you're doing is just you're reinforcing that oil industry with cheap oil. People want to buy more of it and you just pump gas back into the atmosphere like insane. So that's actually a bad thing, even though, of course, if you read CNN, I read yesterday, CNN review, the best seven things of 2015. Number one was cheap oil. I'm like, oh, my God, just facepalm.
3: (laughs) Good for who, right? good for the oil companies, and but not good for the environment, as you pointed out.
2: Okay, um, so I don't think, definitely, we're not going to have a paradise, but I think uh, there is a very important uh, point that would come out of religions being gone, and that's that the justification that is used for a whole bunch of violence and, and oppressing other people would just go away and without that justification those movements would quickly lose momentum. Not nearly as many people would be recruited into them. Uh, I would hope that you can also get rid of racism because of that because I. it seems that racism stems from well we're better than you and this is our justification why and without religion I think that justification completely disappears. Oh, I'm curious, uh, what hobby or interest do you have that maybe people wouldn't guess by looking at you?
0: Ooh, okay, there goes one of my questions. Oh. Uh, that, that's, that's okay actually, that, yeah. that was bound to happen.
3: Well for me it's um, two things. I, I, I love sports and um, I'm a martial artist. I've been doing martial arts my whole life. I'm a, I'm a jujitsu player and uh, I train that all the time. Um, I'm also uh, a podcaster. And I have my own podcast. have two podcasts now. One's about mixed martial arts, and I'm also um, interviewing uh, Pancrase fighters for Pancras MMA, uh, which is the oldest mixed martial arts um, organization in the world. Actually, it started before the UFC uh, back in 1993. And um, yeah, I do that. And on top of that, I also I'm also a scuba diving instructor.
2: I would have never guessed either of those things, <laughs> <laughs> except the podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, for me, obviously, well, I'm, I'm actually a filmmaker. So, you know, this this project was born uh, kind of as a tangent, I guess, to what I do. Because what I do is short films, music videos, well, documentary. But, uh, you know, this, this project is a tangent. So I do that. Uh, I do play soccer. So a lot of people actually think I play basketball because I'm tall, right? <laughs> but I, I can't play basketball at all. I suck. So, no, I'm, I play soccer only or football, as it should be really called.
2: For me, I feel like, you know... Um Obviously, I, I dress in black a lot, you know, I'm gothic and all that and stuff, and, um, you know, I have my piercings, and I definitely don't look any means by professional, but uh, actually my, one of my number one interests right now is um, I want to learn about quantum mechanics, and I love studying astrophysics, I love studying and reading about uh, astronomy and just anything that has to do with space or the quantum world. I'm very interested in in everything that has to do with science. and. So I think people definitely wouldn't guess that by looking at me.
0: <laughs> this, uh, a lot of religious people would go, ah, well, it's it's too hard. So, well, God made everything. That's much easier. So I'll just go with that. Yeah, the answer is right? magic. Ma- yeah, yeah. But I, you see, I'm not like that. It's hard, yes, but I will still sit through that. and I'll I will try my best to understand, even though, well, you know, it's difficult.
2: Just an FYI. Uh, since we are also in the season of Star Wars. Yes. Not, not that I'm going to give out any spoilers, but since you mentioned parsecs, yes. uh, you know, in the original trilogy, they said that the Millennium Falcon completed this Kessler run in, uh, in 12 parsecs. But a parsec is a unit of measurement, not time. So it's yes. kind of a, a faulty uh, thing that they got in there.
3: I'll defend that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put my nerd hat on. No, um, you're, you're assuming that, that um, they're talking about time. What if what if uh, parsecs is uh, what if it's a measurement of how uh, they travel between planets? Like from this planet to this planet is is x number of parsecs. Right. You got to do one jump to get here, one jump to get here, one jump to get here because they're traveling light speed. They're jumping to light speed. Right. So instead of doing twelve, instead of doing twenty four jumps, he actually did twelve parsecs. So what if it's actually he's talking about distance? So in, right. they're always talking about navy computers. They're always talking about mapping. Uh, you know, so you don't bounce too close to a supernova or, or fly through a star. Yeah, so maybe he meant parsecs because he he's a smuggler. He has like a shortcut. He's a smuggler. He knows different routes, and he um, actually oh. made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs rather than
0: thirty-six parsecs.
2: Ah, okay, that's a that's a good point. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so way to go so hobbies Same. interests it's, it's, it's
1: very difficult question for me too because i don't have any hobbies since i was a kid i'm so boring person so and i when i got to be a doctor uh, so busy just going to the hospital and coming to come back home mm-hmm. and sleep and going back going to hospital it's just repeated and then but uh, uh, some uh, suddenly i I, I thought I should learn English, and then I went to English conversation school, having group lesson. There, I have we have to we Japanese students have to have conversation short, very short. Every time, we have to be asked, "What's your hobby?" We have to ask each other, and every time I ha- I. I answered, I have no hobby, I have no hobby, I have no hobby, and I got depressed so much. And the last time, I said, sleeping. And then the uh, very kind women teacher, who was American or something, and you, sleeping is a very good hobby, she she said, and I uh, so got relieved. Oh, Oh, that's very nice. (laughs) Good story. I think
2: for a doctor, yeah, that would be very good. very important because you know doctors in the states are so overworked and that they they lose so much sleep that you know it's very dangerous too if they make a mistake so that's pretty important
3: speaking from the sport sportsmanship i mean you you probably know the same if you go to play a game or if i go to a wrestling match or a jiu-jitsu match if you didn't sleep well the night before you didn't get your eight hours your your performance is completely different i have to have at least eight hours sleep if not more you know
2: but this is actually something that I'm interested in because uh I have a I had a Japanese friend who speaks extremely good English. She's she's pretty well traveled. And uh, we actually talked about how Japanese girls in general or Japanese people don't really seem to have hobbies compared to say Americans because you know if you ask an American what's your hobby, we immediately say like 10 things like oh I love reading, I love playing video games, I love movies, I love you know anything whatever you know I I have like 15 different hobbies I can tell you I'm interested in but if I ask a Japanese girl oh what's your hobbies oh I like to shop I like to hang out with my friends and that's it. There's nothing. Well, don't you like to read? What do you like to learn about? What do you, what do you do to engage your mind? And it's like I could never get an answer. I, I think
0: that there's a there's a reason for that, and I think one of, one of the reasons perhaps is that well the Japanese economy has essentially been in a recession for the last three decades at least. Mm-hmm. I mean it's been up a little bit here and there, but overall it's always falling back into recession, and so this is I think this is because Japanese stopped innovating actually if you look at the innovations most of that was before the year 2000 they were really big on technology and sony playstation stuff like that that was really cool at the time and now it's just kind of i don't know maybe the the rest of the world caught up i don't know the reason but the cars kind of toyota used to be like kind of the god car right like way ahead of everything else but then the german cars caught up and it's, it's difficult now. I think also in the school system in Japan, creativity is stamped out of people. It's, it's not appreciated. And you have to fall in line. You have to obey uh, the system, basically. And if you don't do that, you're, you're kind of a weirdo here. So in, in America, it's, it's actually the opposite. I think... The- oh,
3: yeah. We, we, in America, they totally want you to be a unique person. You know, oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you have a to different... To an extent. Yeah, maybe you have a different <laughs> idea. I was... For me, I was always like... Uh, I hate to say this. I was always the popular kid in high school, and I was always in sports, and I never had an issue with like self-esteem or, or anything like that. I don't really understand that kind of thinking. But I mean, I, I can see what you're saying is like um, having se- having seen like Japanese kids and them being told to be quiet and act like everybody else. I feel bad for them because like when I was a little kid, I mean, I wanted to make everyone laugh, you know, and, and, and I wanted to talk to my friends. and I wanted to go run around. I wanted to go on a playground and play ball or, you know, or wrestle or something, <laughs> something cool. Right. And um, the kids here just told sit down, be quiet, read. You know, le- learn your,
0: learn your, learn your English, learn your, learn your math tables, and learn everything. You know. Right, and then go home and study until like ten PM or something. Then go to bed and just r- rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that. No.
3: What was the last time you uh, actually sat down and uh, tried to deconvert a, a, a Christian?
0: Well, for me, it's very quick answer. Never. I'm not interested in uh, in doing that kind of stuff at all. Uh, Why wow. you not? Know. Whoa, I feel like I must clarify my answer. I actually spent two years of my life making a feature-length documentary about Judeo-Christian religions. So, yes, I'm not interested in convincing the people who will take the religion to their grave. But there are a lot of people between religion and atheism, and they need guidance and knowledge and more information, and these are the people I'm interested in talking to. You know i i can present the evidence but usually what i find is that they are completely locked in circular reasoning and you you just these people are too too deep they they can't be you can't take them out Uh, some of them obviously so i don't know it's just not what i want to do with my time to be honest so okay
2: um well actually i'm part of a group on facebook that does se which is a i'm sorry if i can't pronounce this but street Epistemology.
0: Uh, street epistemology.
2: Okay, thank you. I have trouble pronouncing certain words, but um, which it's is, is coined, basically coined
3: by Peter Boghossian.
2: Oh, okay. Well, they go around and they and they actually do interview uh, religious people and they ask them these certain open-ended questions that really gets their their gears moving and some people are like, huh, you know, I never thought about it that way. So it, it's so SE is about learning exactly how to do just that.
3: Right. It's um, based off the uh, Socratic method. So you, you start asking them questions and then basically it focuses on faith rather than religion because religion is a really dividing thing. So epistemology, episte meaning knowledge and ology meaning study of. So where did your knowledge come from, basically? And the reason I know that is because I, I just did a podcast on this. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, I think like overall, if you look at Japan, I think only 1% of people here are actually Christians. But that 1% of Christians have to be very influential or something because you watch TV uh, in Japan. You you got kids singing uh, like Christmas songs about Jesus, and I'm like, in, in Japanese, it's like.
3: Well, I don't think they they're connecting it with Jesus. I think they're just they learn they learn the song, and it's it's e-
1: fun, it's fun yeah. to sing. Yeah, yeah. It's just
3: fun to sing Jingle Bells, you know, I mean, when you when you're five, you know, and not when you're 35 or 45. But I mean, when you're a kid, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think they really understand, like, the whole concept, What what's actually happening. But but they don't they take They want to make friends. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I, I just hope it's not pushed on them, I mean, through, through this whole thing. Because you know how, how some American teachers are here. They actually have... They're not teachers. They actually are preachers. And they come here to teach as a disguise right and they have their agenda to promote this christianity so it starts with songs with kids it's like la, 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 let's make them fun it's fun for them right yeah. ah, okay so now let's introduce certain concepts to them <laughs> it's even
3: more fun when you find a japanese who, who says they're a christian and then you go oh what do, what do you think about dashing babies heads against the rocks mm-hmm. they're like oh that's terrible of course mm-hmm. it's terrible but it says that in your little book of magic there i bet you didn't read that part and then uh, what about raping women well, it doesn't say rape women, but it doesn't say don't rape women. They they make commandments and...
2: Actually, it basically does say go ahead and do it because they're to your enemies. Yeah,
3: but it yeah. Did, I don't know if it says it explicitly. I, mean, you well, might, I might be wrong, but... Uh, I don't think it uses that R word.
2: Well, no, it doesn't. But it says take, you know, kill all the men and take the women for yourselves. Yeah. That that phrase is definitely
3: in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I mean, they're not taking them for yeah. themselves to, you know, to help them with their accounting. <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you sit over there, and you sit yeah. over there, and you be quiet. You know, I think they're they have ulterior motives for taking them. But I think the people who are coming over, like you mentioned, they're not telling them the whole story. They're they're cherry picking little bits and saying, "This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome." But if you look at the book. Uh, what about this part where it says like murder all the women who've <laughs> known a man, or, and and then take all the children who haven't known a man for yourself? That's um, kind of pedophile. It's
2: um, kind of gross. Well, I don't. Well, I wouldn't say I actively try to convert people. One thing I do is is post. You know, I share certain posts on Facebook that expose logical fallacies or, or just the blatant sexism Same of here. the Bible. Yeah. So that's about as far as I go with it. And of course, you know, people get pissed off at me. But Well, I have
3: a rule on my Facebook page. If, you're, if your nonsense ends up on my newsfeed, don't expect me not to you yeah. know, re- refer to <laughs> you know, yeah. it. If, if, you, if you're an old yep. dude in your 60s and you start posting about how abortions are bad, I'm like, okay, old dude in your 60s, how many children have you adopted this week? You don't know that lady's situation. Don't you dare judge her and say abortions are bad because what's worse is if she has a baby and that baby dies from neglect or mm-hmm. is malnourished or something or, or, or grows up and commits crimes, you know?
2: And of course, because it's such a taboo subject, people don't really talk about it. Well,
3: it's guys in which, the, that's not my point is the right. guy's in the sixties. A, he's a man and B, he's in his sixties. So his thinking yeah. is not even close to what that 20 year old girl is thinking. Right. And, you know, in, in his generation is completely different than hers and, you know. No, no one's gonna. If a girl had an abortion, I mean, no one these days in the right mind would would judge the poor girl. I mean, she had to go through a horrible situation. And well, I'm, I don't want anyone to have to go through, you know. But
2: well, the problem is right now is that there are so many people out there not in their right minds, which is why that shooting just happened outside Planned Parenthood. Good point. And um, I don't want to stray off topic, but I'm just gonna bring this up real quick, since uh, so abortion is a very taboo uh, taboo subject. Um, but actually, recently, I would advise people to find a website called um, Unmother. Well, that's not the name of the website, but it's it's the name of the blog. It's called Unmother. And uh, it's by a woman named Jax Blackmore. She's a chapter head of one of the satanic temple chapters in, in America. And she blogged about her entire abortion and the whole process. And if you actually read it, and I did, it is a horrible thing that no woman would ever want to go through. It's just, I mean, when you actually learn what happens, during and after an abortion, it's just absolutely horrendous.
3: I mean I'm I'm happy I'm happy is not the right word. I'm I, it's better that it's done in a hospital than done in a back alley under unsanitary conditions, right? I would hate for the laws to change where women had to seek, you know,
0: unsanitary, like horrible places to to
3: have this operation and especially if it's like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. All right, well we have to move on. So let's let's go to the next question. That's that's you I think.
1: Uh if there's something you could immediately improve in, in Japan, what would what would it be and why?
2: I'm sorry, I have so many things I would want yes, to say. Yes, is one though, <laughs> okay. only one. Um, <laughs> my main one is I want to change, I would want to change the entire uh, education system and how they run it because as, as JC said earlier, the brainwashing factor is so strong here that uh, from my Western American point of view a lot of Japanese people just don't seem to have their own personalities they're just like everybody else and they are, they, you know and even if they you know say somebody's in, into a certain fashion for example a certain subset of fashion I will see 10 people in that fashion who look exactly the same like or you know and, or I meet a lot of people who um I try to engage them in a in a intelligent conversation you know, a, philosophical or, you know, some intelligent topic conversation with people who speak good English and they just don't have any viewpoint or opinion on important topics. Like, and I'm thinking, you know, you're, you you're, your country is not gonna survive if your people's brains don't survive, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's my short answer.
0: Uh, For me, actually, well, it's a bit similar to you, but for me, it's just this whole conservative attitude. Let's just drop it already. It's just, that's what I was saying, right? Japan has been in the recession for 30 years, but mixed with that, you got this conservativeness that comes from this old, well, old people, obviously. There's a lot of them in Japan. It's an aging population. And Japan is just behind the times now. It just finds itself on the back of the world. Uh the, the gay marriage thing is not existent here. You can't do that. I think only one place you can and Shibuya, Shibuya I think allows that now.
2: Actually yeah, I saw a story about a couple women who got married in Kyoto
3: last year. Awesome. More yeah. power yeah. too. Cool. Yeah.
0: But I mean it's, it's still behind the yeah. world, uh essentially. Um what else? Uh I, I don't know, it's just a, a whole bunch of issues like weed, right? That that's oh, just mar- medical marijuana. That's just dead here. It's not it's a non starter. Um
2: What about spice? what's right spice because i know I, that's legal here and it's not legal uh, that's great that's
3: a great thing it's like it's basically it's crystal meth oh i see yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean it's just it's not it's a, it's a chemical, chemical. I, I know what it is yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's like one atom different than yeah. than meth
2: but oddly legal but
3: because of that one atom difference it's not meth so it's not right, illegal right, right. so i think they're trying to change the laws now to make like wide sweeping drug laws i mean that stuff is probably not good for you anyways right no No one no one ever started using meth and said their life got better right so yeah
0: and actually i think i feel japan is kind of separated into two two parts right because if you go to Kyoto, actually that that part of of japan is extremely conservative extremely traditional actually in tokyo it's it's more open right but if you go to hokkaido it's even more open in in general at least the people are more smiling and more friendly in general they want to engage you in Tokyo, people just usually very, very silent They give you this stare, this serious stare and that that's it. Uh, Kyoto is just, yeah, conservative. In summer, you see a bunch of people, uh, most of people actually wearing around in, in kimonos, but you don't really see that around Tokyo these days. Mm. Only very old people, like kind of like penguins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I used to wear kimono a lot, actually, yeah. oh, here and in Kyoto. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um. Uh what
3: would you yeah oh, I guess um the one thing I would change here is like uh I don't know, I think um I think I would like to see more more different food culture, I think you see American food and Japanese food and you know your your typical fast food restaurants, I want to see you know different kinds of culture food cultures come in and and places where I can go well, i don't know, I don't know what it's like to eat food from Africa, I want to go to an African restaurant I want to try yeah i want to try you know this kind of restaurant this week and this kind of restaurant i think it's starting to open up now Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more variety than there was 20 years ago but i want to see a lot more right
2: yeah i think curry places are probably the most uh
3: there's a cultural they get everywhere yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. everywhere is curry
2: like actually run by people from either uh india or uh nepal yeah nepal I think Japan definitely needs a a mental health overhaul because of the, you know, the high suicide rate, Um, the, I I think really, again, that kind of goes back to the education system because you're taught just to do what you're told and to do what you're expected to do and, you know, not allow yourself some mental freedom and, and that'll definitely go, yeah, yeah.
0: I think, I think the main thing actually is not so much the mental. You have to look at the, what's causing this problem. And what's causing this problem is extremely long fucking work hours in this country. Yeah, and yeah. people have to stop working so much. There's nothing you can't do in 12 hours that you can do in 10. Look at Finland, Sweden, um, what's Norway, Denmark, right? These countries are actually reducing their work hours to like 34 hour week kind of thing. So that's what, 6? between six and seven hours a day. Mm. But in Japan, a lot of people do 10 hours or 12 hours every day, even some some of them even work on Saturdays. Oh, and same cool. thing, like morning to night, it's yeah. just crazy.
2: It's definitely not upping the productivity because something I have observed here because uh, even though I work on the American base, there's a lot of Japanese workers too. And, you know, of course, me being my American self, as soon as I'm done doing what I need to do, I get out of work as soon as possible. I ask my supervisor all the time, "Can I go?" Even though it's like probably two hour earlier than I should go, but uh, because something I've noticed though with the Japanese workers, like the guys who I see a lot of people who drive trucks or, or do construction work or you know manual labor, they spend so much time sleeping in their vehicles. You know, they'll just pull off onto the side of the road in the most inconvenient spots and start sleeping or reading you know maybe it's their hobby yeah
3: yeah yeah. (laughs) it's
2: it's probably is the only time but i'm like there's it doesn't make any sense because i think japan needs to understand that hey if if you come in and you do the work that you're expected to do go home and it shouldn't it should be more relaxed like that because you'll have a happier population and uh well actually yeah that's the most important point go home and make babies (laughs) yeah that too yeah, can't. right? Japan wants babies. Yeah. <laughs> they usually
0: can't go home, I think, before the boss goes home. So basically, everybody has to wait until that bastard goes and then... then Start well, slipping him stuff in his drinks yeah, to make yeah. him get sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and get him
3: diarrhea, so he has to, he has to leave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Oops, gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> All right, so my next question is a gaming question, pretty short actually. So yeah, what kind of video games do you like and why? Uh, well, for, for me, I, right now I'm playing Fallout 4. Uh, I like games like that and, you know, kind of Mass Effect, uh, RPGs. Uh, I, I don't really like just action. For me, that's not enough. So if it's action mixed with RPG elements, then then cool. Uh, great. Let, let's go for it.
3: I love online games. That's, that's my thing. Like um, right now, I'm really in a Star Wars Battlefront. So like uh, I go online and I can uh, it's, it's very repetitive. I don't think he will like it so much because it's very repetitive, but you're you're actually fighting against people in other countries and other parts of the world and I think that's fun. yeah So it, for me that, that little change in, in gameplay is, is, is the key element.
2: Um, yeah, actually, I see my fiance is always playing that now, and it, it actually looks like a lot of fun, but I haven't bought it because I'm so busy doing my own stuff on the computer that I don't have time to get into it. But sometimes I'll play Star Wars The Old Republic, um, but I don't really take too much part in the online social aspect. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I social even online. So, uh, But I like role, role-playing games, definitely. I have Mass Effect, actually. I haven't played it yet. I've been meaning Great to. Great game. Um, I used to like fantasy RPGs the best. I love Skyrim, especially since you can mod it like crazy and just download anything for it. Uh, Yeah, I don't play games as much as I used to. I have my Nintendo DS with me, so I like handheld role-playing games.
1: No, when I was a kid, the the game period started. I guess that it was called family computer game, Famicom, oh, yeah, by uh, nin, yeah. min, by Nintendo or something. Yeah. And the original Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And then it, it it was there at, at in my fam, family, and but but I have many brothers and sisters, and then and I I was so slow to play it, and then my brothers and sisters kicked me out <laughs> from the game room because yeah. I, um, they can't wait. For their turn. I'm so slow, so and so since then I haven't played any video game. <laughs> What's your favorite type of
2: uh nonfiction media and fiction media? Like for example, uh I love for nonfiction media, I like watching Law and Order SVU and I love reading uh, fantasy books like Forgotten Realms and uh The Wheel of Time. So
3: um, UFC for, Fight Pass for fiction <laughs> yeah uh, UFC Fight Pass they have oh, a okay. great great library on, on online you can just stream any fight from any di- not just from UFC from like Pancrase, from WEC you know different kind of organizations that don't even exist anymore pride mm-hmm. that's just my, my cup of tea I like that stuff
0: maybe some National Geographic documentaries like the Bill Nye mm-hmm. recently did right about climate change that was interesting uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> being his psych- psychiatrist that was funny <laughs> Uh, oh, I have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, but, uh, wha- you know, the, the show that really inspired me, for example, to, to do this show is uh, The Ethics Experience with Matt mm-hmm. Dillahunty, among others. So. I I used to listen to that a lot. Now I, I I'm just kind of busy, so I don't have a lot of time to just sit there for one hour really to to get into it. But I, I will get back into it some sometime, I guess.
2: I know Star Talk Radio is a fantastic oh, yeah. show to listen to with Neil deGrasse Tyson. So
1: you, yeah. it's so difficult to answer. But but uh, nonfiction. non uh, fiction? I. I I love to watch cooking show. Cooking show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cooking is fine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have cooking hobbies. And I love to read manga, Japanese manga. Mm. Any specific genre you like best? No, uh, it's kind of everything. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, this one is also related to gaming in a way, but not really. How soon can we expect virtual reality to became, become mainstream? So right now, a lot of companies are actually pouring a lot of money into like the, uh, what was it, the Oculus? Oculus,
3: Oculus Rift. And yeah. then uh, that's, that's part of Facebook owns that now. Yes. And um, of course, PlayStation is coming out with theirs uh, in January, I think. Yeah. And um, Samsung already has one.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Can, can you explain briefly what that is? Because I actually don't really know and for well, anyone else who might not know
0: it's well The I only know about the, the Oculus Rift and basically it's this kind of glasses that you wear you strap it to your head and uh, well it's supposed to replicate the environment I don't know how it works really specifically well
3: think about you have a 360 degree view mm-hmm. so if I put these glasses
0: on and I'm looking at
3: Let's say a video game Right. am looking down at the first person shooter game and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. barrel of my gun and I look behind me to see if JC's character is coming behind me. Right. I turn my head in reality in real life I turn my head and I can see his character in online. That is then, awesome. Of course I'm talking about online gaming. So yeah, see, see, <laughs> see, see, see. So now uh, I turn this way and I see I see her character is there. So uh, instead of just having the, the little square box of, of a monitor, you actually have you know a 360 degree all around encompassing view. Mm, right, and then also that's part partly also it has to do with sound as well. So oh, sound yeah. might come from the back, it might come from the from the front, it might come from one of the sides. He might say, "Jeremy, look over to your left," and I could hear him from my <laughs> left ear more than than you know than my right ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- th-
0: th- that's part of the fun. The the only complaint I have with that is that man, your neck is gonna hurt <laughs> from doing that nonstop. And my well, neck is you, bad already. But you do
3: it now, in life, you
0: you're walking around yeah. looking at stuff, right? I'm like, oh, but, that's but it's all not, I ever just look at stuff, but not at that. Frequency, I guess I mean I don't know
2: you know actually I can see this being used more on the on the military side yeah. for, from this point of view that would be an excellent way to train because uh, like for me um, my job in the Navy I had to learn how to do how to deal with like uh, active shooters if, if someone began shooting up the base I, I had to, I was gonna be one of the first responders and so um, we had different types of training and the best definitely was when we got paint guns involved and uh and airsoft guns and we actually went to uh an abandoned building and you know sent sent in active shooters and of course i got shot like four times and it changes it totally changes because just saying hey this is how you gotta go around the corner even if you do that in that situation you learn not to do other stuff because i did something i ended up getting shot i shouldn't have done that and so the experience is definitely different so actually i think uh that kind of technology is probably going to hit the military market before it hits the public market i could definitely Well it's definitely that coming that out for out.
3: PlayStation in January so Oh okay. Yeah. yeah i think it's already part of the military i think they already have that i'm not sure where but
2: I don't think well they come out with the gloves too so like if you're doing some archery thing you can I don't
0: that, know that would be cool Yeah that'd though. be pretty cool yeah
2: I want I want that. Yeah.
0: Well, I asked for people on my page to send us questions for the show, some extra questions. Uh, can be anything, just like we just did. Uh, I unfortunately only got one, but man, what what a question! Uh, it was about: um, do we have like evidence or don't know evidence for the existence of Jesus or his disciples? So this is our topic of our case study. <laughs> Just to remind people of the question, this was a question, um, do we basically have evidence for the existence of Jesus and his disciples, or just independently? Okay, so I know that you did some research, I did some research. Um, I will start by saying that most people, for various reasons, are predisposed to lies and bad information in general. If that was not the case, then uh, religions would not be so prevalent in the world, and we would have more reason. Uh, this is usually because of lack of education, but also laziness. We have, to, we have to be honest here. A lot of people are just lazy to seek out the truth. And uh, if they hear something that's good enough for them, they just kind of stick with that. Uh, it's good enough for me. So is that a failure of society? Is that a failure of individuals? Probably a bit of both. So as far as historical evidence goes, I did a lot of research. I compared websites. Obviously, that's all I can do right now. I didn't find any reliable evidence for the existence of Jesus or his disciples, whereas some other characters that are featured in the Bible. Oddly enough, the only evidence I found for the existence of Jesus or his disciples are all found on Christian websites for like Answers in Genesis, something like that. Well, that's very convenient. Uh, The earliest sources seem to come from Christian authors, and you have to be careful here, because obviously they wanna promote Christianity, so you can't really trust us, trust that because the source is biased by definition. There are no eyewitness records. Instead, all we have is hearsay accounts of what might have happened. There is no reason to trust that either. And so, before you came actually, you you talked about Josephus. Well, Christians actually love to toss that guy around. Hey, Josephus, you have to read what he Uh, says. Josephus. Josephus, Yeah. yeah, okay. Sorry. Flavian Josephus. Yeah. And the historian Tacitus, who lived around the same period. But and so Christians will say, well, look at what they wrote. They have concrete evidence. They have concrete proof. Okay, that's actually not true. Both of them lived after the supposed death of Jesus. The information that they got, we can probably guess that this was given to them or provided by a large extent by Christians. So obviously it's going to be influenced by that. And if, G- uh, if uh, uh, Josephus was actually Jewish, And if he was so convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, he would have converted to Christianity. But he didn't. He never did. Uh, There are copies of his early work that exists. None of them reference Jesus. Uh, But the final texts, of course, that were written, well, rewritten, I should say, and edited, are actually stylistically radically different from everything else that he wrote in his life. So it's very safe to assume that this was just a bunch of other writers that just redid his work you got a couple of writers, though, that, that tried to prove the existence of Jesus. Bart Ehrman and Maurice Casey are some of them. Uh, but basically, their starting point is that the Gospels can be trusted. Okay, well, if that's your starting point, you're stuck in the r- circular reasoning. You're reinforcing your bias. They never mention that Matthew and Luke, Luke for example, both plagiarize Mark. Mark has, uh, oddly enough, 666 original verses. About 600 of them appear in Matthew, 300 appear in Luke. Well, if you can get past that, well, then it can be trusted, I guess. But what you're doing is that you're reinforcing your bias and you're locked in circular reasoning. Um, so the first piece of evidence that we see is that in the first century, there is a serious lack of Writings about Jesus by, by the historians at the time. We're talking people could write back then, okay? It's not just. Um, I, I think people have this, this illusion that people couldn't write at all back then, but there were scribes, there were scholars. I mean, Egypt had people who can write two, 2,000 years before Christ. So, of course, there were people who could write, and there's nothing from them. And you would think that there would be. If someone so miraculous actually did exist, don't you think it would be more widely documented? But the only writings we find are begin to emerge after way after the supposed crucifixion. Uh, it can be argued that Paul uh, is maybe the inventor of early Christianity, uh, but it's problematic because, again, he lived after Jesus' death, and Paul suffered from epilepsy and had delusions about Christ talking to him. Can we really trust such a person? I don't know. He was both a Jew and a Roman citizen. And what he did is he essentially mashed the Roman myths and the Jewish myths together. He kind of compiled that and "Ah, let's rearrange that like a a Lego and "Ah, it's good enough. Um, So yeah, he rehashed that with the Old Testament. But Paul had no biographical information about Jesus. He didn't refer to any holy location listed in the Bible, any pilgrimages that, that would have happened if such a miraculous person existed. There is no reference to miracles or resurrection. Paul admits that all the information he has came to him from Revelation, and we all know how reliable that is. Uh, Paul could have taken eyewitness accounts. These people were alive at his time, but he didn't. Why why not? Is it because the 12 disciples just didn't exist? Probably. And uh, another thing that's very important to know is that the Roman Empire actually created law. That's, that was their, maybe, most important creation. So they created justice. There was a due process. People were tried and convicted. If there was such a, well, terrorist like Jesus, there, there should have been a record somewhere in a tri- tribunal, like, hey, we tried this guy, he was proven guilty, and then we executed him. It's very, I know the Roman Empire was barbaric sometimes. They had the Colosseum games and stuff like that, yes. But as far as trying people, they were very diligent with that. So it just doesn't add up.
3: Can I jump in here? Sure. All right. So another thing um, that I want to point out here is that the whole story of like Jesus dying on, on, a, on a Friday and, and being dead for three days and resurrecting, that all coincides with Jewish Traditions like uh, you have to separate the lamb that you're going to do for Passover ten days before so Jesus has his last supper And he's he's arrested ten days before he's executed and then they slaughter him and then he comes back in three days So these are all little little things that tell you that this is all made up. This is conjecture It's it's all little things that are that they put in there just just to make the story interesting Another thing is is if they captured Jesus if the Roman soldiers captured Jesus on a Friday that would have been Friday evening, right, after supper. So they can't have a trial on, on on a Friday Friday sundown till Saturday sundown, right? So they wouldn't have been able to execute him on a Saturday because that would have been the Jewish Sabbath. So those, those kind of things don't fit. Also, back in those days, going back to Josephus, what you were speaking about before, there were no laws about plagiarism. They didn't think twice about plagiarizing stuff. Also, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we don't know who wrote those. But what is clear in those books is That there was a story that someone made up and it could have been you know taken from other regions or just a good story that a fiction that a guy wrote and these other guys read it they didn't like all the details so they changed little bits of those details but kept the main story because basically those three books tell the story of of Jesus okay so you can see word for word where things are plagiarized secondly Sermon on the Mount, that kind of thing. That's all made up. That's all added later, right? That's part of the New Testament. That's that's all added by probably after uh, Constantine. After Constantine. So that's just like um, fan fiction, right? Because the Jewish people had this Bible, and in the Jewish the Torah. God's a horrible dude, man. He's, he's yeah. killing people. I mean, you look at the you look at the body tolls. I mean, God has a millions of people he kills and he drowns the shit out of the world, and he kills all the babies, all the women, all the children, everyone who didn't follow his rules, and he saves eight people who all have incest and repopulate the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you read the Bible, Satan's actually the good guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Satan's actually yeah. the guy who's a free thinker, and he comes out and says, um, "Why are we following him?" You know, so. There's there's so many things. Also, Josephus, um, if he mentioned it before, the the thing where he writes about jo, or Josephus wrote about Jesus was actually one little paragraph shoved in between two other paragraphs. So that tells you that some scribe or some Christian faker wanted to go back in there and just add it in. Josephus in the book uh, that they were referencing, uh, the book they're referencing to is called uh, the Jewish Wars or the War of the Jews, I think. Yeah. So. um that's been transcribed many times so they went back in and, and added this one little paragraph um, in that book he's also talking about another Jesus a Jesus of Jerusalem not Jesus Christ because back then it would have been like Jesus been Jerusalem or Jesus son of Jerusalem you know or where he's from they didn't they didn't put that they just put Jesus Christ or something like that they just added it in also if there was a movement like Christianity, or, or a preacher or somebody going around causing trouble, everybody would have known about that. Everybody would have wrote about it. There would have been some other kind of historical document out there saying, oh, by the way, this happened. You know, this is going on, a, a newspaper, um, something, something, some scholarly document, a scroll. You go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls, oldest version of the Torah that we have. Jesus is not mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls at all, and so that just all goes to show you that this is probably a character made up over time, and over and over time it's changed and changed and changed. You know, because if you look at how Christians were back then, and how Christians are now, they're completely different. That's not even the same religion back then as it is now, right? Um, it, the closest thing that you have to real real Christians now would be the West the the West Baptist Church, Westboro Baptist Church because they're actually following as horrible as it sounds they're actually following exactly what the Bible says mm-hmm. so everybody else who's not following exactly what the Bible says if you have a gay person or if your son talks back to you you're supposed to stone them if you have an adulteress or or a woman who gets raped she 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 can be purchased for five thousand yen or fifty dollars or fifty pence you know if you pay her father then the your rape goes away. You know these these kind of things, these horrible things, you know, just aren't talked about now in Christian in Christian society. So it just goes to show you that it's all fake.
0: Well, just just like thirty thousand Christian denominations, and all of, all of them think they're they're the one. Yeah. So I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think, well, I was just gonna yeah. say,
2: I think the reason that the Bible even got so popular in the first place. Is because it has two things that men love to read about. A lot of sex and a lot of violence. Mm. Yeah. So And, you know, smashing your enemies. That's true. So. Yeah. And I say men specifically because I can 99% sure say that women did not read this book. Or oh, were, they probably weren't allowed to. Or were discouraged yeah. Yeah. from yeah. reading it, right? Yeah, probably
0: not allowed to at the time. All right, just to finish off with the historical evidence. So, yeah, the, the, the odd thing is that if you read the Bible, it's actually written in third person. And if, if Jesus actually existed, existed, wouldn't the Gospels have been written in first person? Like I'm actually telling the story. Why is it written in novel form? Well, we don't know. Uh, on top of that, there are several serious errors in it. And it seems that the, even, the authors couldn't even agree on some basic things. Such as the exact uh, date of uh, birth of Jesus or the location where he was born. Or the miraculous birth of Jesus. Yes. Yeah, they didn't yeah. agree on that either. Yeah, yeah. Or Mary.
2: Yes. they didn't even agree on his mother.
0: Yeah. Yes, And uh, I found a, a, a kind of parallel uh, to that, which is, I call it the mathematical evidence, but it could be called the astrological evidence as well. And this is about the disciples more. Uh, is, is it really the story of Jesus uh, or something else? Perhaps it's the sun myth that has been retold. Uh, the number 12 is very suspicious right away. Why 12? Could be because the zodiac has 12 signs why is December 25th so important? Why did it take Jesus three days to resurrect? Could it be because the sun is motionless for three days between December 21 to 24th and then reborn on the 25th?
2: Actually, no, I was just going to say, I, I watched a special that was like five hours long about, about ancient Egyptian um, w- culture and, and practices. And they were so big on astrology oh, yeah. and about paying attention to... Uh, you know, what was going on in the sky both during the day and the night, that actually got into that very topic about the sun being still for three days and yeah. then beginning, and so, and also the positions of the stars in the sky and, like, the three kings being the three stars of Orion Belt and how they how it moves in the winter, which right now, of course, Orion's highly visible uh, this time of year. Yeah. So on that point, it does, that's a very good topic to go into, into depth depth yeah in depth and research
0: yeah so i I found there is no compelling evidence for the existence of the 12 disciples and no evidence definitely for the deaths that they supposedly experience in the book what we find is a story that plagiarizes from many earlier sources such as early egyptian astrology or pagan rituals among many others there we see that the 12 signs of zodiac the immaculate conception of horus the celebration of the winter solstice and spring equinox So, Christianity is a collection of ancient legends, customs, and traditions, and it offers very little, or nothing original. Uh, The number 12 also features in the Jewish calendar, which is really a lunar calendar. It's the 12 phases of the moon. So, it seems that the story of Jesus is actually the story of the sun that's journeying throughout the 12 months, and it follows a very basic path. December 25th is celebrated because it's allegedly his birthday, well, Jesus' birthday. But that period is the period of the Capricorn, a goat. This is why we find that Jesus was born on a farm and is surrounded by farm animals. When the sun rose on that day, people could see the constellation of Virgo. Well, because on that day, it's there. It's, it's in the background. Thus, it was said he was born on a virgin. But we're talking about the constellation. People obviously changed that to a virgin actual lady. Okay, The three kings are the stars on Orion's belt, like you said. And it goes on. March, for example, is Aries, so that's the Lamb of God. That's why we find it in the book as well. Uh, the myth is just continuation of sun celebrations, such as Candle Mass, Lent, Easter, Midsummer Day, Assumption of the Virgin, Nativity of the Virgin, Christmas Day, etc. Uh, these were celebrated prior, well before actually, the birth of Christianity. Is that an odd coincidence? judge for yourself. Uh, I recommend a few books on that topic if you want to explore the kind of mathematical-astrological one. Uh, One is by James Bonwick and it's called The Egyptian Belief and Modern Thought. And there's another one by uh, Sir George Cox. That's Cox, C-O-X, get your head out of the gutter. Uh, The Mythology of the Aryan Nations. So these explore these kind of theory more. And uh, just to finish off very quickly before you, you jump in. Uh, I was just reading a couple of forums because it's interesting to hear what people actually think about this very topic. And of course, it's very, very much discussed. The one I found in particular that was kind of interesting for me featured uh, many atheists against one theist, which, well, okay, it's a bit unfair perhaps. But ultimately, the conversation boiled down to the theist said, well, he has a preference for believing. So... It's just convenient for you, Uh, you don't want to do much thinking, so you hear what you want to hear, and it just reinforces your bias. Uh, But he eventually asks a question. Why do you prefer to doubt? Lots of people don't doubt. This is the problem, actually. This is exactly the problem. Like, lots of people just accept information on faith, or without double-checking, Or you hear some crazy story on the news. Uh, It's on the news. It's on TV. So it must be true, right? But you you just can't jump at conclusions. Uh, Just imagine like uh, on September, uh, well, 9-11, right? Just imagine you turn on your TV. And so you see, well, let's say one tower has been hit. You see the smoke going up. Okay. Let's say you have no sound, no subtitles, nothing. You just see the video itself, like somebody shooting it. Uh, there are many ways to interpret that. Uh, maybe somebody is making a sci-fi movie. Uh, maybe this the tower was in fact hit by a bomb or something. Maybe it was maybe an airplane flew into it. So just that one thing, you can already twist it into so many directions. And you, it's it, open for interpretation. Yes, yes. Yeah.
3: So um, let me jump in real quick. Um, so if you're if you're watching this in the future and you're sitting in your in your trailer park yelling at your screen about that there about that there is evidence for Jesus, we invite you to show it to us. Um, please prove all of us wrong by showing us your evidence. And if you say trees are evidence of God, no, they're not. No, it's not. And, um, you know, if, if you actually can prove God or Jesus existed, then you're actually probably in line to put out a, a, a peer-reviewed paper, uh, have grants given to you by universities to further your your, uh, your study and you know if you're just going to call it and say you know trees are evidence that Jesus was alive that's not really a thing that's not a thing at all.
0: But you read actually an interesting book and perhaps you want to plug that in. Sure um, I re- the book
3: you're referring to is um, it's a peer-reviewed book uh, it's, it's by Richard Carrier Dr. Richard Carrier he's an MIT uh, professor and um, the book is called The Historicity of Jesus Christ and he goes over in detail And and all of his references are there. You can read. You can go and follow his uh, his train of thought. You can research his references yourself. Um, He goes over in detail the lack of evidence that there was for uh, the historicity of Jesus. There was no Jesus Christ actually in history.
0: Hmm. Shocker! Shocker! (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) very very big big shocker. yeah. 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 Says eventually, so you're talking to a to a religious person, and eventually he says, "Ah, well, it's God's plan." That's actually equal to, "Ah, oh, I'm done thinking." So you know, it's God's plan. It's easy. It's easy solution. Um, the so you're talking about people like Ken Ham. I, I'm not sure if he actually believes what he says, or he, it's just his whole industry. I think it's actually his whole industry. That's all. Yeah,
3: I think he's a clown who's figured out how to get get by without ever having a job. Yeah. He doesn't have a job. The guy's a genius, as far as I'm concerned. Because anything, anything he can say that's just completely ass-backwards and crazy, he'll say it, and he'll say it with a straight face, and there's going to be some toothless idiot in, the, in a trailer park somewhere going, yeah, i believe that. Mm. Yeah, because they, they, they refuse to... Um, do any research on their own back to laziness right yeah
0: yeah i, I think it's just like the, a lot of people in the world have this misconception about people in general i think people uh, believe that maybe the majority of people are uh, very progressive and uh, thinkers but but actually throughout history it's it, there is no evidence for that throughout history in every single society of the world 90 percent of the population were basically kind of well peasants and peasants had no education they had no nothing they just had uh, here. You go here. You go a Bible. Here you go. Uh, back back to the old men in black reference. Uh, a
3: person is smart. People are dumb. Mm. Yeah. So you get a group of people together. Groups are stupid. Just because yeah. no one's going to actually try. They're just going to use group dynamics to mm-hmm. to solve problems. You
2: know they say that that people who are thinkers are often more depressed because we see reality a lot more. And I also think, like for me, I have a lot of frustration with with people because. Growing up I realized how dumb people actually are and how how they just gobble up anything you tell them and just, you know, because I'm the thinker I'm I'm made out to be the bad guy. Something simple like uh, I have this one memory that always seems to kinda of stick out of me and two of my friends walking down this this road in, in the middle of like an old field and forest and Immediately, one of them, who was actually a Christian, uh, was like, uh, you know, she had this very bad feeling and she started breaking down crying because this this feeling came over her. She was so insistent that it was a ghost. And my friend, and so they actually thought, so both, so of course she thought that the place was haunted, that the road was haunted. My friend started comforting her and I'm just standing there like, "Are, are you serious right now? And so, of course, you know, the the other person is like, hey, you know, she's in a lot of distress right now. Why are you being such a, you know, such a bitch? Why are you being so mean? Gee, I don't know, because I'm I'm thinking. It comes back to what we did at the beginning. The ghost is in your
3: clothes. (laughs) Take your clothes off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: so it's just so easy to trick people. Every time civilization advances in its knowledge and in its scientific understanding, the gods begin to die off slowly but surely it's
0: true i think for me th- there is a certain failure well th- this comes back to the education probably i think the, the science education could be a lot better i mean wh- when i remember when i was in uh, in high school and that was a very expensive uh, school to be in by the way i mean not definitely not everybody can can f- go there i had obviously every subject uh, physics chemistry biology uh well first first i have to say all the, all the teachers just sucked. They they were so bad, uh, just just horrible horrible teachers. Because they
3: had tenure and they couldn't be fired. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Mm. And also like the way they were teaching. So let's take physics for example. You open the, the textbook, page one. You got some mathematical equations. I really don't think that's what physics is about. You have to you have to explain the, the, the concept first, right? And, and maybe later, you have to demonstrate it through a mathematical equation. But don't just fucking put an equation on the first line right generate an interest well, in the subject yeah I yeah.
2: wouldn't if I can break in I wouldn't blame that on the teacher though I think it's more the educational system because yeah, there are yeah. so many there are so many teachers who don't want to teach how it is in the books but they really don't have a choice because they will That's be fired if they don't and as far as you know I think a lot of children struggle with mathematics I used to struggle with mathematics a lot I always had to go to summer school to to retake math and now I'm I'm I, uh, well, I made A's in, uh, in both the math and the physics class that I took recently in college, and uh, I think what I understand now that I didn't understand back then is that the, you have to have mathematics for physics to explain physics, and I don't think anyone ever really explains why you're doing what you're doing in math. And so one of the things that I think that they, should, they need to change is that science and math need to be taught as one subject together. Or you're just not going to understand why why all that math is there and what the purpose is. And math teachers don't take the time to explain it either. They, they really can't for all the, the short amount of time that the school year has and all it is that you have to learn.
0: All right. Well, I think that's all for today. Uh, well, thanks for watching. And, of course, again, uh, happy holidays from all of us. Or uh, happy winter solstice or whatever whatever you guys celebrate. Or, or nothing, of course. Happy non-holidays. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so just a very quick preview for next year. Uh, next month we we're taking a month off I have to do other other stuff. Well, I'm a filmmaker so I have to edit other projects unfortunately that takes a lot of time. We'll be back in February and um, well just a very basic overview is that we're gonna keep reviewing vi- videos with you also I have one in mind definitely outstanding about about sex actually so <laughs> well, kind of awesome <laughs> And uh, we're also going to start to explore arguments. And I'm not talking about two people shouting at each other. I'm talking about how to construct a proper argument and how to watch out for fallacies. Right. All right. So happy holidays. And, well, we'll see you in 2016. See you. Bye-bye.